Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. We are in episode 38, talking all about um, the exciting topic of business structure for speakers. This is a question I get a lot from speakers. So we're going to get into this here in uh, just a minute. But before we do, let me quickly remind you, we're doing 30 episodes in 30 days this month. So would love for you to leave us your question. You can do that over at thespeakerlab.com. Go to the Ask Grant tab and leave us your preferably voicemail question. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, if you haven't already, be sure and subscribe to the show. That way you never miss an episode. I know sometimes it's, it's hard to keep up if we're doing one every single day. But we try to keep these episodes short and concise. And then also you may just want to subscribe to them so you can download a bunch and just go like Netflix binge style on that. How many of you, I'm, I'm just curious, how many of you, do you go Netflix binge style on any Netflix shows? What are your favorite shows that you just you just binge on? Like once, once a new season comes out, you just go to town on that. So let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to email me or, or send me a tweet. Uh, well, what's your favorite binge worthy show? on right now. Let me know. Enough chit-chat, chatteroo. Let's get into this. Today's episode, episode 38, all about uh, the best business structure for your speaking business. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. All right. Today's question comes from Kevin Payne, who asked the question, how did you set up your speaking business as a legit business, i.e. an LLC or sole proprietor? And how did you go about doing that? All right. Thanks for the question, Kevin. This is actually a question, oddly enough, I get a lot and it's an important one, but to be honest with you, uh, I think it can be a bit of a distraction for people because I think a lot of people who are, who are just getting started in business speaking or otherwise, I think a lot of times we're, we're more interested in playing business than actually doing anything with our business. Meaning like it's fun to set up a business uh, and it's fun to, you know, think those things or think of like your business name and getting the, the proper structure set up and getting business business cards and what colors your website should be. And all of that is, is well and good. But sometimes it's easy to get distracted by that stuff that really like it's important. But at the same time, in the scheme of things, sometimes you're spending way too much time on it and it can just be a distraction. So rather than just worrying or about tinkering on the business and and some of those things that are just like just are playing business and the idea of business rather than actually doing the work of whatever it is that your business is offering. So in your case, Kevin or anyone that may be listening to this, the work of actually finding speaking engagements, of getting better at your talk, of looking for building relationships with other speakers, of finding those bookings. So that's really what I want you to spend your time. Now, again, that's not to take away from the, from your, your business structure. Cause it is important. Again, I just, I, we're going to, I want you to spend like 
30 seconds on it. And that's probably about it for the next few years. All right. Because I'm going to tell you exactly for most people what you need to do here. We'll just roll with that, all right? Now, before we get into this, let me give you this disclaimer here that I'm not a tax, I'm, I'm not a, a legal professional in any way, so everything we're getting ready to talk about, don't take this as professional legal advice. I personally, I have a bookkeeper, a CPA, but this is just what I have done as a speaker and kind of what my journey has been through the business structure of, of kind of becoming a legitimate business, so to speak. Now, while there's a, a wide variety of business structures that you could have, there generally there's three main ones that apply to solo entrepreneurs such as speakers. The first one, the most common one that we'll spend the most time talking about is a sole proprietorship. So we'll spend some time talking about that in just a second. The second one is going to be what's called an LLC or a limited liability corporation. And then the third one, is a formal corporation most commonly known as an S-Corp or an S-Corporation. So I've actually been all three of these. I actually, I started as a sole proprietor for the first few years. Then I switched to an LLC. And a few years ago, we switched to an S-Corp. Now, there are similarities and differences between each of them, but really like 95 plus percent of people listening to this will probably be fine as a solopreneur or as a sole proprietor. So again, I am not a tax legal expert here, but for most people, a sole proprietorship would, would be just fine. So if you're just getting started, you're brand new to speaking and you're making under, let's say $50,000 in speaking fee, a sole proprietor is most likely just fine for you. And a sole proprietorship basically means that you have a, a one person business that sells some type of, of product or service. It's, it's really, it's, it's pretty simple. So to, to kind of, for, for sake of our, our conversation and our discussion today about this, I'm going to just answer a couple different questions as it relates to this. So first of all, let's talk about number one, like how do you actually become a sole proprietor business? Well, one of the nice things about being a sole proprietor is that you don't have to take any like legal or formal steps to get started. As long, basically, as long as you are the only owner, you automatically become a sole proprietor by conducting business. So if you're already running a business as a speaker, you're good. You, you're probably already a, a sole proprietor without you even realizing it or without you even knowing it. So how do you become one? So again, as long as you're the sole owner, then you are, you're already one. Uh, second question would be, how do you actually run a sole proprietor business? Now, we're going to talk more in a, more in depth on a later episode, but one of the big things that you can do is to begin to treat your business as a business. And meaning that one of the, the, the biggest areas where you really need to do this is your finances. So starting now, what I would recommend is that you need to separate your business finances from your personal finances, and you need to treat them independent of each other. That means that you would have a business checking account and a personal checking account. So for us, we also have a, a separate business credit card and a separate personal credit card. So when I have business expenses, they are paid for by the business. And when I have a, like when I get a check for speaking, which would be business income, that check gets deposited into the business checking account, not into your personal account. So you have to begin to treat these as two totally distinct separate things. I have my business account and my business finances, and on the other side, I have my personal accounts and my personal finances, and you have to treat them separately. They are two different things. Now, you may be going, okay, Grant, that's great, but the point of business is to make money for me. And like, if the, if I'm the speaker and I go speak, like, isn't it all my money? Yes, it is. And yes, it is all your money, but 
you have to treat them separately, primarily for tax purposes. So for us, uh, every two weeks, what we basically do is we take a salary amount from the business and we basically transfer that from our business account into our checking account. But other than that, you do not allow the accounts to mix and mingle, all right? The accounts do not interact. So you don't deposit business income into your personal account and you don't pay, you know, personal expenses with your business money, all right? Do not mix the accounts. You have to, have to, have to keep these things separate and not get them confused. Now we go more in depth and talk about your taxes within a business. We talk about that in episode 33. So if you want to go back and listen to that, kind of how we handle that, you could definitely stop by and check that out in terms of how we actually handle some like the salary side of it and even the the tax side of it. So again, episode 33 is where we talk a little bit more about that. Now let's talk about the tax side of a sole proprietor business of how do you actually pay taxes on a sole proprietor business? So as a sole proprietor, you would file an annual return with the IRS. And again, this is within the the context of the, of the United States. Maybe it's probably different within other countries, but just within the U S at least this is where this would apply. But you basically, you're going to file an annual return with the IRS, just like you would with your personal expenses or personal income and expenses, but you're going to be reporting your business income and expenses within that. And so thus again, the need to keep them separate. And so what you're going to basically do is take, not get, not drop too much tax lingo on you, but you're going to be uh, filing what's called a schedule C which is a part of your 1040 return. The form 1040 is just the the most basic common federal return form. It's the the form that you would fill out to just file your taxes. And so within that, you're going to be filing a Schedule C, which would show uh, my own personal sole proprietor business. This is what income we had come in. These are the expenses that we had go out. And so that's basically how you would file it. You're filing a Schedule C within your, your 1040 filing. And so if you don't have any employees, then the the business can basically operate under your social security number. Now, once you would hire staff or set up a retirement plan, you're going to need a, a basically a federal employer identification number or an EIN. And so you can get that actually online, no cost from the IRS. And so that's basically what you would want if you if you begin going more that direction and you start hiring people and it starts to become more of like a legit company or thing then in that case, that's where it starts to, your your taxes may get a little bit more complicated. But as long as it's just you and you are keeping your business income and expenses separate from your personal income and expenses, you can file it again as a Schedule C on your 1040. So again, like I mentioned, we talk more about paying taxes as a speaker in episode 33. So you can definitely stop by and check that out. Now let's talk about uh, another question here. Uh, what's the difference between a sole proprietorship and an LLC? Difference between a sole proprietorship and an LLC. So those are the two most common ones. So what's the difference here? Uh, One of the biggest downsides about being a a sole proprietor is that as a sole proprietor, you can be held personally liable for any and all basically business-related issues. Okay, So meaning that if suddenly your business owes a lot of money, then creditors can legally go after your personal possessions, which also include, let's, you know, any cars or house that you may have. And so an LLC, a limited liability corporation, basically gives you personal liability protection against those issues. So if your, let's say your business owes a lot of money, your personal property is at least still safe. Now, 
The, the good thing though, as a speaker is that one, you shouldn't really have any debt on your business. It's not like this is a capital intensive operation. Like you don't need a million dollar loan to get started as a speaker. It's not like you're opening a, a retail store or a factory or something where it's going to, it's very, very capital intensive and you have, you know, maybe sizable, significant loans. Okay. So you shouldn't really have any debts on your books there. The second thing too, is that you're generally in a, you're generally in a somewhat of a safe space legally from from lawsuits. Now, I, I personally, I haven't heard of many, if any, I'm trying to think of any speakers I've heard of that have been sued for something that they said or something that they did as a speaker. Although again, anything is possible. So basically what I'm saying is that it's not very common that a speaker would end up in a situation where they would owe a lot of money. So again, all that to say, again, not as, not as legal advice, but just my personal opinion here, that a sole proprietor is generally fine when you're, you're getting started. Now, this also raises the question, though, at what point should you switch, if you should switch, from a sole proprietor into an LLC? Again, I'm not a tax or legal expert, so I'll just tell you what I did. So we didn't switch from a sole proprietor to an LLC until I was speaking full-time and just starting to generate more revenue. I was starting to hire just part-time contractors. And I think I'd have to, I don't remember exact timeline, but I think we were probably between 50 and 100,000 in revenue when we first switched to an LLC. And again, there's pros and cons between both. So it's best just to talk to a professional to figure out like what makes the most sense for you to switch. And so when you're ready to switch to an LLC, you can actually do it yourself, which is what we did. It just depends on the state and what your state requires. And so you can you can just honestly Google that, or you could do something like going through a, a service like a like a legal Zoom. But again, I think the nutshell here of what I would say is that 95% plus of speakers that would be listening to this should be fine as just a running as a, a sole proprietor for now. So I think the biggest thing that you need to do is if you haven't already, make sure that your business and personal finances are separate. They are two separate things. And in that case, again, you would just continue to operate as a sole proprietor. You don't have to file any paperwork. You don't have to do anything federally or statewide that you need to tell them that you're a sole proprietor. Just keep doing what you're doing and you should be, again, pretty much in in good shape. But again, Final disclaimer, I'm not a tax or legal expert there, so but hopefully that just gives you some some uh, something to chew on and something to get started with. So thanks for the question. Appreciate you, Kevin. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation, that discussion about uh, just setting up your business as a speaker. Listen, you're not playing a game anymore, all right, my friend? You're building a business. You're going to be a speaker. You want other people to take you seriously, you got to take yourself seriously. So this is uh, hopefully beneficial and helpful to you. Again, for most people, nutshell is just start as a sole proprietor. That'll get you up and going. And there's really not much you need to even do to get that up and going. So I hope that helps you out. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode, episode 38. Again, if if you haven't already joined us over in that private Facebook group, the Speaker Lab community wants to be a part of that. All right, I want you there. Uh, You can go over to thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, that is thespeakerlabgroup.com. All right, that wraps up episode 38. Yeah, that's right. We'll see you tomorrow. Episode 39 coming at you. You're awesome.